Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. They remind you 
of how good they are to you more than others, like your ex. Yeah, you know how that goes. How many of you have been in a relationship like that? They're always trying to outshine everybody who you've ever been with. So you can say that they're the best. Yeah. All of these things they consider love bombing. And, you know, master manipulators use all these kinds of things to get your attention and to put your attention on them because they're doing all of this stuff so extreme that, you know, you don't even have a chance to kind of swallow the fact that they're in your life. Yeah. Man, I tell you, every time you turn around, you're finding something, something new, something new, and more of something new. So if you're going to do any of those things, know that you are being love-bombed, and it's not cute. Yeah, it's not cute at all. You know, unfortunately, we get caught up in these whirlwind situations and because we're flattered by them, you know, the fact that he wants to do so much for us so quickly, you know, we don't pay attention to the fact that we're being manipulated, that they're trying to maintain this level of control over you by grabbing your attention and you've got to be smarter than that you've got to be so much more smart i'm i'm telling you you've got to really beat these people at their own game so you know unless you're dating for the first time then you should have your senses up all right, don't don't fall for the okie doke because I promise you you're not gonna you're not gonna make out well. Okay? All righty. Well, here we go. Uh the switch tip with Shantice or the switch with Shantice was yesterday. And the tip stop relying on your own strength. And this is one of the areas where we could really apply that to. You know, stop relying on you. Stop relying on what you think, you know, I keep to stop disassessing on your own. You know, allow God to give you the discernment. You know, that's why you have the Spirit of the Lord, because you don't have to worry about being on your own. You don't have to worry about doing things all by yourself. No, you don't have to go through that. You know, a lot of do a lot of times when we want to be on our own, that's when we make so many mistakes. And sometimes some of you ladies are so desperate for a man that before you know it, you know you're out there and you're caught up, 
And that's because you relied on your own strength. You thought you knew how to read the signs. You thought you knew. You really thought you could see it coming. But nah, it didn't happen like that, did it? Mm -mm. That's because the enemy is always a step ahead of you. Yeah. Enemy already knows how to get at you. So you got to rely on God, not your own strength, to be able to detect all the little things that the enemy does. Yeah. You know how he do? He switches it up on you. He's not going to keep coming at you with the same stuff over and over again. And this is why this love bombing is going on. Because we didn't call it love bombing before. We called it something else. Didn't have a name. So now that the enemy is switching his game up and he's intensifying some things, yeah. Now it goes under a whole new category. So whenever you try to rely on your own strength, I promise you, you're going to fail. It doesn't work for you any differently than it works for everybody else who tried it. You are not going to be able to do it on your own. And boy, when you have to find that out on your own, ooh, baby, the results are catastrophic. All righty. Well, that's how we spent our Monday. Today is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. And I have a whole list of stories that we got to talk about today. And uh, even to the point of a couple of these things were sent to me by a couple of different people. So I guess everybody's paying attention to the same news, same stories, same situations. So, you know, get ready to join the conversation. Feel free to tell a friend, you know, that uh, you're talking. So they need to be listening, okay? Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on and whatever you do. Don't go anywhere, because we will be right back. Abu Mercy, it's weird, you know. You make me catch a virus. Even if I your friends send you the link, if it looks suspicious, no click it, so. Beware of suspicious links. Hackers can steal your personal information or login credentials with the use of embedded links. Please take me to the doctor. Be cyber safe. Think before you click.
Hello, good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And today is Let's Talk About It Tuesday, Church Folk Day. Yeah. The day we get to talk about some stuff. How are you today? Are you doing good? It's still dark outside, y'all. And it doesn't get light until about 20 after 7. And it is so weird. It is so weird. They claim that we're not supposed to, well, they were planning that we weren't supposed to go back or ahead. Well, the time wouldn't be adjusted, whichever direction we would be in today. And I don't know if they're going to stick to that because this is dark until, you know, almost 7.30. This is weird. So I don't know which way they're going to go. Well, they would have to set it forward. So we would, it would be light, what, an hour ahead? So 6.20. It would be light outside because it's really weird talking to you all and it's dark. And I'm talking about, you know, the next day. It's not the same day. You know? Yeah, that's weird. So, it's time to get to talking. Now, I do have some stories to talk about. And... I don't know. You know, if you've got something that you want to talk about, I'm open. Just hit me up. Well, before we even get started, I want to give you this warning that I came across. And it's kind of scary. They say 26 over-the-counter eyedrop products including those sold under store brands such as CVS, Target, and Rite Aid, could lead to a serious infection resulting in vision loss or blindness. Now, how do we get there? 26 over-the-counter eye drops? They say that the FDA found that in sanitary conditions in manufacturing facility and positive bacterial test results from environmental sampling of critical drug production areas in the facility. Really, y'all? That sounds so confusing. confusing. Well, all of that, They're ultimately calling for these products to be recalled. So they say the eye drops sold under the brands CVS Health, Rite Aid, Target Up and Up, Leader Cardinal Health, Rugby Cardinal Health, and Velocity Pharma are supposed to be sterile. And they say supposedly 
that there are no reports of injuries so far, but they're saying that anyone who has signs or symptoms of an eye infection after using these products should talk to their health care provider or seek medical care immediately. It also advises that anyone who already has these eye drops to throw them in the garbage right away. Yeah. Now, they say that Target, Rite Aid, and CVS are removing the products from store shelves so you don't have to worry about even getting them mistakenly after now and will stop selling them online. And those products will not be available for purchase at all, okay? Earlier this year, the FDA issued a warning not to use several other eye drop products due to microbial contamination. So I don't know how all of these brands are contaminated. Well, it also goes to show you how, you know, one manufacturer is responsible for several products. Because if you can get all of this from uh, people, who uh, products that sold under Target, Rite Aid, CVS, and all this other, um, you know, this leader and rugby and velocity farmer and all, I mean, that's a large amount of manufacturing. So if you, so here's why I'm bringing that up. Because if you started buying in Target and you didn't like it, so you went to CVS and bought CVS brand, or you started buying CVS brand and you didn't like it, so you went to Rite Aid and bought, you're really buying from the same people. That's why this is this is a scary situation, because in actuality, you're really not getting away from anybody. You're buying the same thing. It's almost like you're buying the same item with just different labels on them. That, that's what this boils down to. So let me read it to you again, just to make sure if you've bought eye drops, Sold under the brands CVS Health, Rite Aid, Target Up and Up, Leader under Cardinal Health, Rugby under Cardinal Health, or Velocity Pharma. Please throw them in the garbage. They say if you have any signs of an eye infection after using the products, please, please go see your doctor your eye doctor right away, or go to an emergency room right away. Okay? Well, they're going to make sure they get your money because they're going to keep selling you the same stuff over and over and over again. You think it's different, but they're going to keep selling it to you. Well, what else are we talking about today? Hmm. Well, Rikers Island, 
Rackers. Rackers Island is on the list again for a couple of reasons. Well, the first story, we have a Rikers officer plants weapons. <laughs> he plants a weapon in the inmate cell. Well, that's not the bigger side of the story. The dummy forgot or didn't realize his body cam was on. So they say that this Mr. Rosario, 33, he's been charged with four counts of first-degree falsifying business records, six counts of second-degree falsifying business records, and two counts of official misconduct. (sighs) He has worked at Rikers for seven years, and he unintentionally engaged his camera while conducting a search inside an inmate's cell. So they say this officer was involved in the use of force with an inmate. And during the search, after the tussle, he was caught on his body cam grabbing this sharpened four-inch object and entering the inmate's cell. He places the plexiglass underneath a piece of paper by the sink area. So he supposedly searches the cell, and then he goes back to the sink area and lifts up this piece of paper and supposedly finds this sharpened knife made of plexiglass. So he (laughs) he claims that this belonged to the inmate. And they got all of this on his body cam. You know, should this go down for dumb, dumb criminals? You know, I'm so glad they caught him doing this because we already know that there's a lot of occurrences over, you know, on the island regarding, you know, slashings and stabbings and things like that. And to think that, you know, this is what you're doing, this is that you're planting this stuff on, you know, the inmates, and these inmates are going down for you know, possession and stabbings and slashings, and they didn't even do it because you're crooked. So, you know, it's funny. Someone said something the other day, and it made so much sense. I don't understand the flip switch to these body cams. How should you even be able to turn it on and off on your own, even by mistake, whether it's intentional or by mistake. You shouldn't even have the ability to do anything like this. 
Once it's on, it's on. And that's it. Call it a day. Call it a day. And that's it. But because they have this ability to turn it on and off, now, you know, you have the ability to shielding some of the nasty stuff that you're doing, you know, and now people are being charged or you're evading, you know, prosecution for your behavior, your actions and things like that. And to me, this defeats the purpose of you even being able to, you know, be monitored. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have another story here. I'll tell you the other regular story in a little while. Now, this has been out for a minute, this accusation. And, again, you know, I, I don't understand the way of the world. This is what we do now. So you have the former football player who's charged with his mother's death. So Sergio Brown has officially been charged with killing his mother, and this has been going on for a minute now. Yeah, this has been going on for a minute. And they say he bought a one-way ticket (laughs) to Cancun after being the last person seen with his mother before her slaying last month. Now, he faces charges of first-degree murder and concealing a homicide. (sighs) And he's going to be detained until his next court date, which is November 22nd. Now, they say that when the medical examiner was finished, he ended up ruling her death as a homicide, and he determined that she had been injured during the, during the assault, and she was 73 years old. Now, they don't have any, and I've been, you know, kind of following this story. They don't have any reason why he would have killed her, but they say that back in September... She was discovered, you know, near some creek out in Chicago, and they don't have any reason. I'm trying to figure out. I've been reading and reading and reading. They've been trying to figure out. I've been trying to figure out what is it and why is it that they have been following him. Now, again, they have here that there's, you know, this fact that he was the last one who saw her alive when, you know, before she uh, was found dead. But I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, it has to be, it has to be more than that. You know what I'm saying? It has to be more than that. So I don't know if they found her arguing with him or, I don't know. But, you know, I, I brought this up. Because, you know, it's this is this thing with killing our parents. Us killing the parents and, you know, these are successful people, if you will. 
you know, it's not like he's business successful or, you know, things like that. But, you know, what are you arguing with your parent for so much? And she's 73. I mean, most of her life is behind her. Why are you killing her? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And this was a very short article, you know, that I, you know, decided to, you know, bring it up because they finally charged him. You know, like I said, I've seen this kind of circulating in the news for a minute now where they have been, you know, wondering if this is her you know, her son who killed her. Well, now they've drawn the conclusion. But in this particular article, they're just not saying why. Mm. All right, what else are we talking about here? Well, you've got this Mr. Moore who's 31, and he's been charged with the shooting death of his Neighbor, her friend, and the pit bull. And they say this has been kind of an ongoing issue with the man and his neighbor for a minute. And the story goes that there was this dog, this pit bull, who has been barking incessantly, according to this Mr. Moore. And there was a noise complaint. And I guess he got tired. Mm. It says he committed a burglary of her apartment in which he broke her arm and beat another female companion. So they say that he was arrested, then he was released for violently kicking in the door of her apartment, and that's when he attacked her and the other person in the apartment less than six months before he allegedly killed her. And here we go. Check this out. So he beat Allegedly, he beat a man with a hammer in April and he attacked the woman and he was released on bail after the arrest. Now, the Manhattan DA requested the judge set the bail at 15000 cash or 30000 partially secured surety bond. But the judge set the bail at just five thousand cash, and he could get out with paying five hundred dollars because that's a ten percent that they require. Well, he did. And how do you release somebody who beat somebody with a hammer? How? Remember last week I said these people should be charged. These judges and all of these people, they need to start getting charged because, to me, that you're, you're the reason. 
You're the reason why he was able to now end up killing this woman. So after she heard that he was released, she was afraid. And she asked her friend to walk the dog with her because of this fear. So the male friend who was walking the dog with her was actually trying to help her, and when he attacked this, um, these two people, all black, with a mask, they say he walked up behind her and the guy and fired at them at least six times. Oh, goodness. Clipped her in the back of the head and neck and struck the man in his face and shoulder and then turned around and killed the dog. And all of this because of a dog barking. All of this because of a dog barking. And, you know, I don't know about all of you, but I am really tired of hearing about these, what do you call it, these soft-on-crime judges. And now these two people don't have a life because you decided that you were going to let them out, let him out for $500. You know, I'm wondering how you feel about this now. And I would love, I would love to see now these people having to, you know, pay. They have to pay themselves. Somehow, some shape, some form, some fashion, they would now have to pay for letting these people out and then these people commit these crimes. Mm. Oh, boy. Now, imagine, imagine her feeling nervous and she goes and gets somebody to help her and now that person ends up dead as well. Hmm. I don't know, y'all. I don't know about this. You know, this is, you know, it, it's it's almost like where do you where do you turn now? That's the question. That's the question. What do we do now? Because you can't get any justice. You can't get the right rules put in place. So you don't have any place to really go. You don't have any place to really go. You know, she, you know, what was she supposed to get in order of protection? And I think she may have. I think she may have. Yeah. I think she may have even gotten an order of protection. But needless to say, that doesn't, that doesn't help. Not in the end of, you know, when somebody ends up killing you anyway. You know, people have said many, many, many times that these order of protections are nothing but a piece of paper. And I think 
you know, if you were to start locking these people up, you know, to me, certain order of protections shouldn't even have to be granted. They just need to be held in jail. They just need to serve time. They just need to serve time because if you're going to go with this order of protection, then it ends up being a waste of time. And people end up losing their lives anyway. So what what good is that? I don't know. I don't know what y'all think. Do y'all think the people should just serve the time? Now, not, you know, not for little petty stuff. And I mean, I know it's like no petty things, but there are things that, you know, it's just like a little dispute. And, you know, some people say, you know, I, I don't want them in the building and, you know, you can't come in the building. I don't know how they even do that because... You know, if both of us are paying rent, you know, and we have an argument and things like that, they have given order protections for stuff, you know, and, and you know, it's like that. And now how do you live like that? Because I got to live here and you got to live here. So we spend all our time ducking and dodging one another. But for serious stuff, you know, where you have this man who, has kicked your dog, you know, you've gotten into altercations before, he ends up in another altercation where he attacks somebody with a hammer, he shouldn't even be walking the streets on that. So in order of protection, shouldn't have even had gotten that far with her. Mm, I don't know. I don't know what to think about times. You know, it, it, the more you read this news, and I, I keep saying to you all, this is why I never really read the news before. Because who wants to read this stuff? And it's like you're seeing the slow decline of the quality of life. This is just the, 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 life, the life quality is going in the toilet. You're walking around in fear. You can't travel. You're always looking over your shoulder. You know, you can't spend your your life in your house. You know, now that we are out of quarantine officially and everyone is starting to find some level of normalcy in their gathering and things like that, if you notice the crime has gone, I mean, above and beyond it has gone above, way, 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 way above, you know, where it should, where it should be. And that's what happens when we start gathering again, right? Yeah. What else are we talking about today? Hmm. I want to get something good. All righty. Let's see. Now, we all have heard that people, you know, over on Rikers who work there, they love this overtime because that's how they clock a lot of their money. Well, you always got somebody who takes it overboard. So, you now last week we talked about the MTA guy, and this was this is another area where, you know, MTA is a lot of times where people talk about how they clock all that overtime and things like that. Well, their partners over on the island, 
this uh, Mr. James, who's been over on Rikers for 26 years. <laughs> well, he was vacationing in Aruba and on the Jersey Shore while he claimed he was actually on duty at Rikers. They say he once claimed he was working more than 100 hours a week. And he cheated them out of $170,000 of overtime. They say between July of 21 and January of 23, the 56-year-old pocketed more than $390,000 in pay and overtime, despite having a base salary of just $92,000 a year. And instead of being at work, he was at home sometimes, he was on vacation. The other times, well, here's the thing that got me. They say that he was supposed to have worked an average of 111 hours every week. And when they broke that down, that's an average of 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, I do, I have heard, I, you know, you do hear these people who, you know, they get stuck over there and they can't leave and they do their overtime and they end up working like 16 hours and all of this kind of stuff. But seven days a week, Nobody looked at this and thought it looked weird. There's nobody who could do 16 hours a day, seven days a week. That's not even physically possible. Now, if you want to do that three days a week or something like that, that's one thing. But seven days a week? They say he doctored his timesheets to reflect that he worked 2,250 hours at the jail during the 18-month period when he was actually home or on vacation. Mm-mm-mm. And you know what? If y'all don't have those kind of checks and balances that show that, you know, these um, things are impossible, then they just ought to cheat y'all out the money. Come on. Who was doing these time cards? Now, as as a former payroll administrator, come on, y'all. I'm telling you, this kind of stuff, somebody must have been working with him, and maybe he was sliding them a couple of dollars. But like I said, seven days a week, nah, that that ain't that ain't happening. Now I don't know if they're paid every week, and I'm gonna ask Pastor Jeff later because he said he used to work over there. But if you're working, you know, every other week, 
I mean, getting paid every other week, then, man, your paycheck is looking sweet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come on, y'all. Y'all really... Y'all really falling for this okie doke. I honestly believe they had so he had somebody in payroll hooking them up too. Because I'm telling you, this stuff is not done where nobody puts their eyes on these numbers. And for somebody to claim that they were working these kind of hours, almost $200,000 in overtime that he's gotten from them. Well, I'm wondering what kind of time he going to do. I'm wondering what kind of time do you get when you cheat the system out of that kind of money? Mm, this should be interesting. Hmm. Let's get another couple of stories before we bring on our little due time crew. Hmm. I want something juicy, and I don't have anything juicy today. I got a little story for our church folk, but uh, I guess we could talk about this one here. So there's this woman in Georgia who says that her child was hit by a staff member at the school. She's in the fourth grade and left visible marks on her back. And they say that not only was it her daughter, but other students were struck in the back while walking out the classroom after asking the para for laptop chargers. And the little girl says she literally hit us in our backs and we had two people that saw what happened. So another teacher came up, and she took them quietly and put them in another room and told them to write out what happened. So they told the principal. The principal contacted the parent and told the mother she wasn't sexually assaulted, but she was actually physically assaulted. And she said she looked at the daughter's back immediately, and she saw the welts on the daughter's back from someone's hand lines. Now, that's some hard hitting. If your handprint is left in somebody's back. Now, these are people on our side of the fence. And what I find interesting is the fact that you have had other children fight the teachers, and the teachers haven't even put their hands on the kids. Now, you have like up to four kids that this particular power struck and none of the kids hit her back. I'm surprised. I am very, very surprised that there was no outright brawl. It would another teacher would have had to show up, or right, had it been somewhere else, or had it been another kid, another set of kids. 
But this here, this is this is a rare occasion. This is a rare occasion. And the mother's mad because they have just I think they suspended her without pay. They haven't outright fired her yet. And the mother is saying something that's really true. She said, had it been me, and they saw some weps on my daughter, they would have arrested me and put me in jail. So she doesn't want the teacher to just be, you know, fired or definitely suspended. But to not be able to work with children ever again. And I agree. I agree. Once those four kids said that the teacher did that, she should have been arrested right away. What is there even to to talk about her being suspended? Because when it comes to parents, you don't get a chance to defend yourself. No, as long as the kid said it, as long as it looks like you did it, as long as the allegation is there, guess what? You going down, there's no time for you to defend yourself at all. At all. Mm. Let's talk to our due time. Our due time people here. Let's say good morning to our Pastor Jeff. Good morning, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, and you? I am well, thank you. I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. Well, let's see what we're going to talk about this morning, Pastor Jeff. we got a couple stories here. I want to see which one is uh, kind of interesting. Hmm... Uh, okay, well let's let's go straight to the straight to the Rikers story. No, no, no. Before we get to the Rikers story, let's talk about this last one here with the Georgia school teacher. So you have this Georgia school para professional who they say left welts and bruises on the students. Because she was upset that they asked her for chargers for their laptops. And as they were all walking out the room, she struck each of them on the back. Well, it had to be more than one time because the welts on the back, you know, indicate that there was more than, you know, one uh, one hit, one strike. And... You know, you, I know how you always tell us you know how I feel, but <laughs> I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, you know, what happens when they call your house, your phone, and tell you somebody has hit your daughter, your son. <laughs> How's it going down, Pastor Jeff? How's it going down? That, that, that's a no-brainer. Y'all, y'all better have locked that teacher up because by the time I get to that school you put your hand on my kid and you can't tell me where my kid swung on you or or anything it, it, it's already over I mean I, I, I guess I catch a case you know <laughs> that, that's not happening and if I can't get 
to to the teacher in the school, I'm laying for you as soon as you come out. Like like they like they used to do, you know how you get in a fight after school and people lay for you yep. at three o'clock. At three o'clock, yeah, three o'clock. that's right. I'm, I'm outside. When you walk into your car, I'm beating you down. You ain't, you ain't touching my kid. And that, and that, and look, you know how they say, you know that that that's just a fact. You know, I don't want to say like the streets on on guard, on guard. You know? How Shanti said, on site. <laughs> on site, man, on site. Oh, my God. You know, the saddest part about this, Pastor Jeff, and you can comment on this, is I'm (laughs) I'm a witness. I'm a witness that, you know, had it been those children's parents and the school saw that there were welts on those kids, those police would have been standing up at those parents' door at the job. There wouldn't have been no conversation. You there, Pastor Jeff? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello? Okay. I can hear you. Can you hear us? Yes. Okay. How true is that? That we wouldn't have gotten an opportunity for to, to explain. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I don't understand why why that nothing happened. I mean, what's, you know, please explain that to me. Uh, yeah, because no, we I, wouldn't have gotten an opportunity to to explain anything. They would have been standing at your door, standing at your job, calling you in, telling you to come on in, because you would have been locked up over what your children looked like happened. So there's no, there should be no time for an explanation as to what happened to these kids. I don't know. I don't know, Pastor Jeff. You know, it's always a double standard when it's not the parent. All right, Pastor Jeff. I'm going over to Rikers Island, and you've got this situation where this uh, employee has clocked all these overtime hours. They say at the end it's an average of 111 hours a week which means 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, after a while, Pastor Jeff, somebody will end up in a hospital somewhere because this is not going to be doable. You know, what? what's the average overtime um, amount over there on the island? Well, I have not been on the, on the job since. Well, 1998. <laughs> so, the average I don't know, but my daughter. What, what was it when you were there? What was it when you were the there? The average overtime. Oh, we yeah. we were working. Um, I I was one of the ones that was making that money, so I I stayed there, you know, six days a week. I mean, you know, there was there really was no limit, if because they don't really they don't really check that. So I was doing overtime as many days a week as I wanted to, because there was so much overtime. And my and my daughter is working there, and she she's clocking five 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 days a week almost of overtime. 
so it's plenty. And you could get away with what he got away with because it's so much overtime. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean so that especially if you if you if you in good with the captain, you know, the captain mm-hmm. will give you as much as you want. Wow. Wow. Uh, how okay, so how do you even live like that? I mean okay, so there's they, no mand no mandatory amount of time you need to sleep and get some break they, and rest me, from off that place? Let me let me let me let me tell you what there's a guy there now who does that type of overtime and he got his trailer on the correction parking lot. A, 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 a trailer with with a little kitchen in and everything else in it and he go right out to the parking lot, sleep for four hours, and come on back and, and, and clock back in. You know, that, that's wow. how he's living. He don't, they don't even go home, some of them. And then, wow. you know, they got places in the jail where you can hide out, and you got people sleeping in there because we, we used to sleep, get try to catch a couple of hours in the locker room and get right back, on, you know, making that money. Wow. And this, and okay. this, this was back in... In 87, when I came on the job, you know, I was clocking that money and we was, you know, go sleep in our car in the parking lot for a couple hours and be right back on the job. Wow, wow, wow. You know, that's common. That's that's why that guy could get away with what he got away with because, you know, they're not really checking it like that. Especially if you ain't good with the captains and all of that. Well, I mean, because to me, how do you even function? If I'm watching you always on the job, how are you even up for working? If you always working and you ain't got no sleep, that don't even make sense to why, me. Why do you think after they retired, they don't live but a couple of years, you know, and they're gone? They wow. can't even enjoy their pension. They wow. don't their body up. I I used to work the midnight tour in the module of C76, and what I would do to work the double, I'd do my midnight tour, right, sleeping the whole tour. And I'd, I'd have the inmates uh, sign my book for me, okay? And I would sleep what? the whole tour, and then I'd be, I'd be refreshed for the next tour. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. I slept my whole tour. And I was, you know, I was wow. known for that, so... Wow. What do you mean you got the inmates to sign? What does that mean? We got to log in your book every 15 minutes. You know, you got to get up, walk around, log in your book. I wouldn't get up. I put my two chairs up, have my blanket, and I let an inmate stay on the phone all, all night long if he want, long as you sign my book for me every 15 minutes and let me know if the captain comes to check on me before, he, before they, you know, my A officer <laughs> would let him in. Tell you, Pastor Jeff, talking to you is an amusement. Oh my goodness gracious! Wow! <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Wow! Well, and I would clock that money. Be making over a hundred back then. I was making over a hundred grand a year, and my base salary was only forty something because wow. I would work all them doubles. Wow. Well, you've just answered as to how they make it happen. 
Because it was really puzzling to me. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Pastor Jeff. Let's see what your other due time members talking about here. Let's see what they say. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you today? How are you feeling today? All right. I ain't got nobody signing for me, though. I'm so glad. <laughs> So glad my name's already been signed. I'm trying to figure out that whole story right there. That, that's a whole nother news story right there. Because okay. I got questions for, for Pastor Jeff. Okay. I want to know I'm what. Like, yo. I, I want to know did this did this criminal have access to you while you were sleeping? Because me, I, I'm just not going to be comfortable sleeping in nobody's jail. <laughs> with all these criminals around me. And if he's signing the books because he's on the phone, did he have access to you? Was he in proximity to touch you? I was covered by the blood. <laughs> you was covered by more than the blood. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, wow. God covers... God covers fools and babies. You was a fool at that time. <laughs> the, the, the blood, the he blood was sucking that money. <laughs> oh, he had, he had that money. That's what was covering him, them dollars. Oh, my goodness gracious, gracious, gracious. Okay, before we get there, before we get there, before we get there, let's talk about these, this, this teacher, this para. They called you on, you know, on your job or... They called you at home, Pastor KL, and they told you that your daughter, your son, or whoever had whelps on them because the teacher actually struck them. How are you handling this? Pastor just said you know, he's meeting you after school. What are you doing? That That's difficult because, um, you know, when my children went, went to school and I walked through the door, the security followed me. When I came to school, there was a problem. Either somebody did something to one of my children or the teachers was acting crazy. So the security automatically knew that if I came to the school, because, you know, usually my wife deal with the, with the you know, the, 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 the trivial stuff. But if I came to the school, security would follow me through the whole school. So here, if a teacher had put some whelps on my child, y'all better call the, the, the Air Force, the Army, whoever y'all need to call. And have a car ready for me because I'm going to jail. I'm going to be that person that Jeff let me use the phone all night. (laughs) 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 So, I'm going to have an in. I'm going to have an in. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. We <laughs> see how you would handle that. Okay. <laughs> you know, well, prior to hearing Pastor Jeff's um, explanation as to how somebody can clock 111 hours a week, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, I know you work a whole lot of time. You know, you work, yeah. you know, you work, you work, you work, you work. But, I mean, you're talking about 16 hours a day, every day, seven days a week. 
well, how likely in your head is is that real? Is that real reality for you? Well, you know what? As, as crazy as as it sounds, it is reality. I mean, I'm not I'm not in the correctional uh, field, but in my field, it's reality. You know, I'm opening up stores every every two three weeks. You know, and these stores have deadlines. So you can be in stores, you know, you, can, you only have 10 days to open up a store. So you can be in a store 16 hours a day. I mean, it's, it, it is reality. You know, the good, thing, the good thing about Pastor Jeff is that he got paid for it. I'm salary. So whether I work one hour or 16 hours, I'm going to get the same check. But it's still reality. I, I've done those kind of hours. Now, like I said, if you're talking about maybe five days and then you got two days to go home and just sleep <laughs> if you chose to, that's one thing. But seven days a week, that's the part that's, like, really just making me scratch my head. I'm like, how does somebody even function doing those level of hours? But as Pastor Jeff has laid out, you see how, you know, but you, you know what? those not, kind not of hours. That too, Pastor Jeff, like, like for me, my body is so conditioned. To, 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 to being up, you know, I work seven days, so my body's conditioned to seven days. Um, and, and some folks don't, don't need a lot of sleep. You know, so some folks can drive off a three-hour sleep and get back up. You know, what, what we used to call catnaps, and all of a sudden you get your second wind. So when your body's conditioned to certain things, it, it's easy. I don't use, like, alarm clock to wake me up, and, you know, it, it's just normal. My body just does what it does, just as... You know, my body works works better when when my sugar is up, when when my pressure is up. You know, because my body has has worked that way so long. So then, when I started taking my medicine and came down, I started feeling sluggish because my body was regulating to what it was supposed to be to the norm. Mm. All righty, all righty. Okay, well. Another one with this explanation as to how this goes down. I guess I didn't just warm myself out early in life. I can't do this kind of stuff. Y'all make my head hurt. You can't. <laughs> just thinking about it. Like, oh, you Lord. Can't play, you, can't, you can't play a good space game at 9 o'clock. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. My brain is starting to shut down. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, okay. Well, Shantice is the young one in the group. Let's see what she says. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? You breaking up? You breaking up? I'm, I'm losing you. Can you hear me? Breaking up more. You're still breaking up. Hello. Hang up, hang up, and call back. I'm gonna hang up and call back. We're gonna talk about you until. <laughs> we're gonna talk about you until you call back. <clears throat> okay. That's that phone Jeff let her use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's been on it all night. Um, <laughs> been on it all night. That's what happens after a while. That's what happens after a while. You know, it, it's. <laughs> I'm 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 looking at just the 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 thought process in 
y'all just working all these kind of hours. And, you know, it's unfathomable to even think that y'all are having these hours. And like you said, look at the dynamic. I find it very interesting. You know, for Pastor Jeff and the correction set, I got you, Shanties. The the correction set, it's money for them. It's money for them. Do they do whatever they need to do to get those dollars? And then you have you, Pastor K.O., that says, well, if I work an hour, I get the same amount of money as if I work 16 hours. So let me ask you something, Pastor Jeff, before I bring Shantice on. Would you do, if if that was your job, if you had a job that required you to work those kind of hours and you were not getting that overtime pay, would you would you be willing to work like a, a Pastor KL job? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Correct. Okay. You know, I you know it was a lazy money. You know. I could sleep through it and make my money, but if I had to really work that, nah, man, nah, I couldn't do it. Okay. You know, I, that's I had why a feeling that you got so many people getting over in the correction department because of the way it is, and the fact that you you ain't you ain't really doing nothing unless something jump off mm. in a lot of those positions. Okay. You just babysitting, but to actually be yeah. up working them hours. Like that? Nah, man. Mm-mm. Okay. All righty. I had a feeling that would be the answer. All right, let's get our girl Shantice back. All right, Shantice. All right, so I'm asking you. You know, we see how the gentleman answered as to if they got a phone call that their child had uh, some welts on their body because a teacher had actually hit them, what would you do? How would you respond? I'm just curious. I'd start crying because they don't give you alcohol to spray in yourself. You get locked what? up. Wait, say that again? I would start crying. I would start crying because immediately I'd be thinking about where I'm going. And they will they won't give me alcohol to sanitize the cell that I'm gonna be in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Another one who's going it, to jail. It, it would be right. absolutely it would be absolutely nothing to talk about. I, I would hope that my child didn't hit them first because I I'd look real stupid if they did. Cause there there would be nothing. Because my thing is how how crazy did my child hit you to where you fought back like y'all were two people in the street? Mm, okay, they, they okay. Okay, okay. Well, let's talk about this Rikers Island thing and this overtime, this massive, massive amount of overtime that this corrections officer um, has collected. 111 hours a week, he was claiming, Mm -hmm. which averages out to 16 hours a day, seven days a week. 
You've heard Pastor Jeff talk about his 16 hours and how he got through his hours, how Pastor KL, you know, he described his 16 hours. Is this fathomable for you? When you were first telling the, the story, I was thinking about the seasons I would work at the U.S. Open, and that was one of the reasons why I bowed out. That I mean, that was at the bottom of the list. But just thinking about working two weeks, at least 12 hours, on our feet a lot of the time, even when we got downtime, the time when we were literally on our feet was very intense. When you put all of those consecutive days and hours together, we were worn out. And that was just for two weeks. And we would have to go back to, you know, our regular job after. But that was a lot. And we were young. So it, I think it has a lot to do a lot of the times with um, what Pastor just said, where a lot of the times you're not physically working for the most part. And then even if you are, a lot of so you you um, retire and then now you get your pension, you're not the one benefiting from it because you did. Because you don't wore your body and your mental health out. So now who, who reaps the benefits? Your family if you're married? You know, it, that that's a lot on your body and on your mental to be physically up working 16 hours a day every day. And if you're really okay with that, then you need Jesus. Because what you have time to do what? Work? Go home, throw the soap and water in the air, and go back to work? Like, how do you... Because I know at MTA, it's, I don't think it's for all of the positions, but I know if you're a train operator, they mandate, like, your cat for a certain amount of overtime you can do. And even if you want to stay, you can't because they mandate that you have a certain amount of hours where you're not there because they need you to have eight hours of sleep at home. So I guess they factor, all right, so it'll take you maybe two hours to get home. If you sleep eight hours, two hours to get back here, I guess you ain't supposed to shower. Two hours to get back here and then you work another shift. But that that's just too much. And if you're okay with doing that, you really need to analyze your life. Because you ain't doing nothing well, else but working. Pastor K.O., you need to analyze your life. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is well, too well, much. Well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me help my niece over there. So when, when you are on salary, there are days like that where I have to work 12 and 16 hours. But there's also days where I work one hour and I go to the house. So it balances it balances off. You you know the season that you're in. Like now for retail the season is Christmas. So everybody's gonna work like a horse. But come January and February, the ones that's on salary, we're gonna be at the house. And we don't have to well, use vacation different. time. We don't that's have to use any of that kind of stuff. But that's different from the story. I didn't hear that this was um that supposedly this guy did this for a season. Like you're talking about, I know what it is, but that's just like in the restaurant industry. The restaurant industry, mm-hmm. you know there's going to be seasons where you're going to be working like a dog, and then there's other seasons right. where you're barely working. That's not what this story sounds like to me. This story sounds like he claims, regardless, he's working 16-hour shifts consecutively. 
that's different from what you just described. That that retail restaurant industry, it, it is it does fluctuate like that. But you talking about a jail, there's no fluctuation. You don't have a hundred inmates today and then one inmate tomorrow. Like this <laughs> this is supposed to be how how it is in there. So that that's still a difference from what this is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is and, and that's what makes that's why I had to ask Pastor Jeff about that consecutive because I'm like 111 hours a week and they're averaging this out to 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Like I said, it's not even like he said with the daughter who does like five days, you know, a week and then she's got two hours, I'm sorry, two days to kind of chill. Like you said, Pastor KL, you kind of go home, you do your, you know, you do your sleeping or whatever, um, kind of, you know, get that off time. But I mean, when you when I'm looking at a you know, like I said, I'm coming from a payroll um, angle, and I I know that you know over there might be a little crazy, and they do a lot of overtime and things like that. But if I'm looking at a payroll, uh, uh, time cards or whatever y'all clock in over there, and I'm looking at these kind of hours, I'm like, well, how is this physically doable? Without you being mm-hmm. dead of it, you talking about getting retirement. Retirement is now. You dead. There's no way in the world you could work those kind of hours. But like I said, you know he's you know he says how, you know they they balance it. Somebody got a trail on the the lot and all of this kind of stuff. And I mean this this here, I I, I think that there's somebody in the background who's pocketing some money too because there's no way in the world, you know. This all this stuff is somebody ain't paying attention to this, and this looks real. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know, I know what Pastor Jeffrey is saying, but this is just this just too much here. This is just too much. I don't know. He might be he might be working for a coffin. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he, he got a coffin on layaway. <laughs> well, he got he has to, or he's sleeping in it already because this this is just oh, this is a bit much on your body, like Shanti said, on your psyche. You know, this is a lot. This is a lot. All right, I have a question for you, church folk, you pastors and you parishioner. We today is Halloween, and. I'm really puzzled as to how the church folk are celebrating Halloween. Now, we've masked this thing with um, all different types of ways that, you know, we're going to get around this Halloween, this ghouls and goblins thing. But at the end of the day, it's still... Halloween, Pastor Jeff, you know, I always like to start with you. You know, have you, is this, <laughs> what have you thought about when you've seen this? Is this okay for you? You know, is this like crazy for you? What, what's your thought? Well, my thoughts is what we've been doing for years, like we even going to do today. Uh, at 4 o'clock at, at, at the church, it's going to be at my, uh, my brother's church, though. We're putting on, you know, a party. You can't come as a ghoul or a goblin or anything, but we're going to have candies. We're going to have, you know, other activity because I feel like you're not going to be able to stop Halloween and people celebrating Halloween 
So we did. We need to give the kids an alternative to going to the haunted house and and, and glorifying the devil. Because if you don't give them an alternative, then they, that's what they're going to do. You know. You, so in order to do that, to combat that, you have to have an alternative. And so we, you know, we're going to be doing Christian games. You know, stuff that will be teaching Jesus. You know. And, and glorifying God on this day, so that you know that's, that's you know I believe that's what we should be doing, because you don't give alternatives. That's with everything. If the world got everything to come to, why would they come? You know, come to Jesus. You know, why would they come to the church? Okay, okay. Are they dressing up? No. Or no. They can dress. They can dress however they want, but they cannot wear anything demonic. They can come. They okay. can come as Cinderella. They, you know, they can come. You see, you, you understand. But anything that's demonic, you know, they can't do it. You, you know, we don't okay. allow. Okay. Okay. Pastor KL, what's your thought on this Halloween celebration? Churches and church folk Well As I often say the only good witch is a dead witch So um, I'm, I'm just not celebrating That day at all You know even even when you when you Change the name and trunk or treat Or you know whatever it, It's still on that same day it, it's, it's, it's still a, a part of representing that We're doing it on that day Now, now if you want to do that Then, then do it on, on another day you know, um, Halloween is Halloween. It's going to always be the 31st. And if you're dressing up, you're still celebrating that day, in, 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 in my opinion. Okay, okay. Uh, Shantice, what's your thought? I love the idea of replacing it with something. It just has to be you have to be really strategic in doing it because you have to offer not just the kids but the adults because a lot of these kids do what the adults push them to do you know a lot of these kids fall in love with these holidays whether it's a, a holiday like halloween or whether it's thanksgiving a lot of the times it's because of how it's presented you know how it's pushed on them directly or indirectly so it needs to be for the adults as well. But the alternative has to be completely contrary. So if we're all going to get together, whether it's at a church or at someone's house or whatever, we're just going to play games and, um, you know, watch movies, comedy movies or whatever it is, whatever we decide to do. We're just going to get together today. Like, okay, everybody bring a dish, you know, because we're just going to come together, eat, chill, listen to music, whatever. It has to be completely contrary or else we do end up falling into now celebrating it, but now it's just our way of celebrating it. So I, I definitely love the alternative because I com- I completely agree. We cannot keep telling, especially the young people, I can't even say especially young people, we cannot keep telling people, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And then now, you know, people sitting there like, okay, now what? You know, because um, even for those of us who understand why we shouldn't, God doesn't do us like that, you know, not with 
a lot of things is don't do this, but I have this for you. Because he knows. He knows five minutes of just sitting there, we're going to end up doing it. Whether it's the way the world does it or whether we put our own twist on it, it we're still going to end up doing it. So God has a lot in place for what he says we should not be doing, but it has to be. Think about how God presents things. He doesn't say, don't have sex before marriage, but then he pushes you to live with your boyfriend or girlfriend because he knows you're going to end up having sex before marriage. But he gives you something else. So now, not even a substitute because God gives us that relationship, no substitution. But in place of completely contrary so that you understand and you remember why I'm not celebrating Halloween. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll weigh in. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll weigh in. I had a girlfriend years ago, um, and this is when I wasn't in the Lord, just, you know, just living. And she would, she, she had like four or five kids, and what she would do is on Halloween she would take them out, just period, just take them out. And there would be no dress-up or anything like that, but just busy them during the day so that they would not feel, um, they would not feel as though they were, you know, they were missing out on the trick-or-treating or whatever, um, whatever, you know, everybody else was doing. And that was the first time I had ever even heard of anyone doing something like that. Excuse me. At this point, I hadn't even heard of the church um, participating. Excuse me in it because all the churches that I knew were just—they just didn't do anything. They did not do anything remotely like it, like it or whatever. It wasn't until, excuse me, about ten years ago that I actually started seeing the church get more involved with. You know, the well, you know, we're going to have a dress-up party, but we're not going to have, quote-unquote, Halloween. Um, I am actually all for take the kids skating. Take, you know, have a party or whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to do. But the dress-up part, I think we need to stay away from because, again, I agree with you know, when you go trick-or-treating, when the children go trick-or-treating, not all of the um, costumes are, you know, demonic, ghouls and goblins and things like that. You have some, you know, um, uh, action figure, you know, uh, what do you call those things? Supermans and, you know, Batmans and all of those kind of things. And, you know, you got other, you know, things that people, you know, Make up and stuff like that because they don't maybe maybe they didn't have the money or whatever, um, but definitely I think I I love the idea of you know just doing things because I agree a hundred percent we cannot keep telling this world that no 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 and we have nothing and that because that's the problem the world seems like it has everything and that once you come over to God I am so tired of hearing well pastor Steph I want to live because you're actually dying you think you live and you actually dying so because the church is so restrictive in, in people's minds 
and in their eyes, once you tell people no, you know, again, they're back out doing what they've been doing because I've seen church people doing a whole lot of things that the world does because, again, you know, they're like, oh, you don't have nothing else to do. So I think there's a million things we can do for Halloween, you know, to, to, to get their minds away from Halloween. And like I said, you know, I think we can become creative enough that we can do these things where they don't miss this dressing up business. So, you know, substituting this is is definitely get these kids busy. And that's what I think we need to do, get them busy so that they're not, you know, um, having the desire or they're, you know, knocking on the doors because they have nothing else to do or because another person who does not even worship God or go to church in any way is now dragging your child out with them because they're taking their kids (laughs) trick-or-treating and now your child ain't got nothing to do so they're carting them off with them as well. So uh, let's get to substituting, y'all. Let's let's get some, get these kids busy. Get them busy and get them, you know, refocused. Get them refocused. You know, I was thinking about, you know, the Halloween um, parade that's going to take place tonight. And come rain, sleet, hail, or fall, rain or fall, it is going down. Um, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, are they... Real, what, what what's the word I want to use? They're out there. They are they are really out there. When you see this parade of characters that are in this parade, you know this is really something that they. This is a billion dollar industry where people are really, you know, from months ago, you started seeing in the news all of the different. Costumes that they're coming up with now, um, how much money goes into this um, this this holiday? You know, these these holiday they make a lot of money from these holidays. Man, oh man, oh man! You really can <laughs> if you're a merchant, you get creative enough. You gonna make your dollars. You gonna make your dollars because people are looking for things to do. So people are going to spend the money. They're going to find it. They're going to spend it, and they're going to do whatever they need to do to make it happen. So the, this is this is something. And I said I'm not going to look at this this parade because I don't want them to think that I'm, you know, a part of this here. But you know, I've seen the what do you call it when they do the clips of the the news, the news clips, and you know, kind of comes couple of times when my TV has been on a news channel or whatever, and whoo, and it, it gets wilder and wilder every year. All right, I got a, I got a, um, a, a news clip about Disney, oh goodness gracious, Disney, who is now, let me pull it up, pull it up, pull, pull it up, they have a new movie coming out let me pull it up give me a minute give me a minute i got so busy talking i didn't pull up my little next news oh boy they have the newest love story 
from Disney. And it's called Pauline. And it's no matter where I looked on the Internet, it was not a whole lot of information given about this particular uh, movie except for one thing. Excuse me. The description is, Burdened by the stress from school and other aspects of her life, (laughs) catching feelings from a one-night stand like Lucas is the thing she needs right now, especially when Lucas is actually the devil himself. And Pauline is about a German 18-year-old who accidentally becomes pregnant from a one-night stand with the devil. Pastor Jeff, what has happened to Disney over the years? Is this something that you let your daughter or son look at? No, not not that I, not, you don't told me the storyline. Disney has had that agenda from the beginning. And they just crept in slowly but surely all what the devil wants them to do. So, you know, we already know Disney's agenda. We already know their assignment. And they're on their job. They're definitely on their job. And knowing that storyline, no, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, take my child to see that. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to allow it, you know. Because I know the agenda, you know. They want to push that homosexuality. They want to push, you know, you know that you you know you know the power behind Disney is why they're so rich and why they're so powerful. All righty, all righty. Pastor KL, they are adding. Not only Pauline, but they have another program where it's called Little Demon. (laughs) And they say that, trying to see what the premise of that storyline is. I thought they had it here. Oh, they have another. Okay, so they have a little demon. They have another another show called Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Another cartoon, and that's that's already out. But it clearly it's not as as popular. Hmm. What's your thought? Would you let your child watch this? Well, well, for for, for the answer of that question, definitely not. I would definitely not let my child um, watch this. However, Disney just went to church. He he finally went to church, and this is what he saw. I mean, you know, we talked about homosexuality. You know, it's it just out of your face now. But there's been gay directors, gay, gay uh, parishioners. I mean, they've been gay people in church forever. In, in fact, 
let's just do this. The Sopranos is mad at the altos because they both like the (laughs) musician. Wait, wait, watch, watch, watch. So the Sopranos and the altos are are, are, are mad at each other because they both like the musician and the musician likes the tenor. How about that? So the musician ain't, ain't paying no attention to the sopranos or the altos, and y'all fighting each other, killing each other, and the musician like the tenor. And this has been going on for, for, for forever. Dizzy just went to church. That's all. Um, oh, Shantice. Pascal said Dizzy just went to church. What's your thought? Everybody needs to start putting their kids on to who God is, and in doing that, you're going to expose who the devil is because this, you're not teaching your kids to be on guard. It's bad enough, well, when you ain't on guard as a parent, you can't teach the child. But this is what happens when ain't nobody paying attention to the body. When you allow these devices and these streaming services to babysit your child and you figure, oh, it's the Disney streaming app, so it should be okay. I was minding my business a couple of months ago watching Beauty and the Beast. Now, I'm an adult. I was on the Disney app watching Beauty and the Beast and got livid when the movie was over. And I happened to be going through like the categories to see if I wanted to watch another Disney movie. And there was a LGBTQ tab. Why? Why on the Disney app is there a tab for that? I'd have been mad if there was a tab for heterosexual sex. Why? When you don't let your kids know what's going on and why they need to be on guard and why they should protect themselves from this, let me tell you something, it's gotten to the point where, and we still monitor her extremely closely because she's still a kid, my niece sends me videos of things that she knows she should. So if she's on YouTube and, she, and something pops up that she knows she's going to, but she's like, auntie, look at what came up on here because she knows she has no business. So that shows us that we have to be even more alert. Oh, well, thank you for letting me know that this will randomly pop up even when you're watching kids stuff. So now we have to be a lot more strict. But if we didn't stress to her, she knows what it is to watch something godly. So we have to stress just as much why she needs to be on guard when something looks off, something looks weird, or something doesn't sound right. Because the devil's not going to always be blunt. When something doesn't sound right, this is why you, you, what if all of us in here pass out and she, you know, she can't show us nothing because everybody in here unconscious. You still need to turn that off. But nobody is putting their child on guard for this. This is why they can watch. And I just think it's real, 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 real funny how the the girl who gets pregnant by the devil is not American. I just, like, how convenient is that? But now you get to watch this teenager be in a relationship with the devil and have a baby. So not only are you promoting teenage pregnancy, not only are you promoting sex, but you're promoting teenage sex, premarital sex, and with the devil. And now she gets pregnant. Y'all better start putting y'all kids on there. Which means y'all better start putting yourselves on because you can't put your kids on to something you don't know nothing about. Well, here's one of the things that crossed my mind when I looked at the premise of this particular movie. 
Is the devil not the devil? And I'm hoping all three of you understand what I'm asking. You know, is the devil not the devil? For for me to put my child in front of a a TV program, a movie, a series, or whatever, cartoon, that says it's okay for someone to date the devil and have a baby by the devil, is the devil not being perceived as something evil, something mean, something bad? Whatever word you want to use, has the devil lost its uh, identity? Scare appeal? Scare appeal. Pastor Jeff, have we gotten to the point where the devil is no longer the devil? There's no fear. In involving ourselves and intermingling with the devil. Well, the thing is, that was the agenda. You you make him more user friendly. <laughs> you 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 make him you normalize him. I mean, that's what they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't want them to fear the devil. They want them to embrace the devil. I, you know, sign your name on the dotted line because the devil. You know, the Bible says, you know, he he comes as an angel of light. In fact, God's holiness is ferocious. It's why Moses had to hide himself, you know, in the cut when God passed by. Because God, God you know, the, the awesomeness of God is, is ferocious. So the devil, you know, he's, he, he's an angel of light. And, 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 and he has to have a sex appeal. He wants, you know, he wants to be embraced. So that's the agenda. Yeah, the devil is still the devil. Because remember, he's a deceiver, so he's going to come at something good, something nice, you know, something a child would want to play with, a toy. You understand that a child would play with. That's how he's getting accepted. Mm. Shantice, you know, you ha- you used a phrase, you know, is that the present uh, 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 an abridged answer, please? You know, you know, is is this what? the devil is is this who the devil is now there's no fear there's no you know warning against (laughs) intermingling with him is this what they're doing don't be trying to cut down my one hour sermon yeah i i agree no he he's being looked at as the one that should be accepted and God is looked at as the one that should be shunned. I've I've been hearing a whole lot of concerning things when it comes to the devil being spoken of indirectly and directly. And ain't nobody shook like years ago. Ain't, ain't nobody shook about evil spirits. But God forbid you bring up the Holy Spirit, you might as well shoot yourself. Is is he so he's so much more acceptable now? So this, oh, you see this, you you know, a lot of a lot of parents may go, what? That's crazy. But if it's between me getting on this phone and sitting my child in front of this so they can stay out my hair, guess which one the parent going to choose? Oh, yeah, it's crazy that they got this kind of show out, but you can sit here and watch it because it's just a show. It is, it is a lot more acceptable now, and it's scary. 
Because when now when you got to lock your door because you don't want to sleep around your kid because they watching the stuff. And you don't know if they're going to be standing over your bed with a knife while you're sleeping because that, that's real too. That's real too. You keep thinking that he's not infiltrating the thoughts of these kids. That's how. That's why these kids is, is bugging out. But you can't tell these parents that. All righty, all righty. Pastor KL, what are we talking about here? You know, Pastor Jeff and Shanti's have said that you know God is the one who, you know, people are running from and they're running to the enemy. They're running to the devil. But but you know I I heard uh, Shanti's talk about spirits, but we've been allowing spirits to come into our life for a long time. You know, just just mm-hmm. as I said, with, with this homosexuality, spirits have been coming into our house for a long time. Let let let's go, Mister Rogers' neighborhood. If he wasn't a queen, I'm fine. Me too. We're fine. And how <laughs> you? you? You know what I mean? Mister Rogers started that day. You know, we got now Raven Simone, who's one of the biggest things on a children's network. You know, LeVar Burton is teaching you how to read. So when when we talk about spirits, these spirits have been in our lives for a long time. You know, and and is that not of the devil? Just because there's not an axe or a pick or a knife, does that mean that's not the enemy? You know, the, Mm -hmm. the, the enemy, as we all all know, is cunning. He comes to do his job. However he needs to punch in, however he needs to get to the weakest link, that's what he's going to do. So if LeVar Burton can mesmerize you and make you believe that he's teaching you how to read, you're still dealing with that spirit. Mr. Rogers ain't never taught me how to tie no shoes, but I watched him every day. Why? So, so once we start realizing things for what they are and people for who they are, then, then we wouldn't be mad at Disney because we've been infiltrating our whole lives forever. All righty. Uh, my panel, uh, thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and I pray you have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank All right. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Ooh-wee. All right. Let's take this time to hold hands and hold hearts and go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you and we give you thanks. Thank you, God, for just being kind enough to introduce us to this day, inviting us into your day to be blessed with your words, to be blessed by your investment. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to just continue to have us to minister to your people each day in season and out of season, dear God. Lord, we're grateful to you for loving each and every one of us to look beyond our faults and find our needs, dear God. And we pray that you would just touch our lives, that we would want to be closer to you, God. That living would ultimately mean to us being a part of your world, following your will and your way. Heavenly Father, we are just grateful 
that you've taken the time to help us understand who the real enemy is. And we ask you, dear God, that as we go out into this world each and every day, as we turn on our TVs each and every day, as we turn on our Internet and converse, each and every day, God, that we would remember your written word, that we would turn off the TV as much, get off these phones and these devices as much, dear Heavenly Father, and open up your word, your words of life, thanking you that this freedom that we have here, that we can read without hiding, that we don't have to go into a cave, that we don't have to be... Uh, uh, um, punished for just reading your word, but that it's freely given to us here. So, Lord, as we are hearers of your word, I pray to Heavenly Father that we just don't remain hearers, that we would be doers of your word as well, so that we can tell this world all about who you are, the same way the enemy is big and bold and bright, he's not even hiding anymore. That we would become big, bold, and bright. And we don't hide who you are, what you do for us, what you mean, what your standards are. That we would be out here boldly serving you in your army on the front lines, not caring about who says what, but confidently stating that we love you and we wholeheartedly serve you. Thank you. Thank you for paying the bills that allows us to even connect to your word each and every day, that allows us to be able to minister each and every day. We thank you for all the countries that tune in to his due time with Pastor Steph, and that we would remember that we may be in our homes, we may be, you know, at the store, we may be, you know, relaxing, but there are many people listening to what you have given us to say, and that whatever we say, we represent you, and that we would make sure that we do this in the correct manner at all times. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. Amen. Mm. What an interesting set of uh, conversations. And, uh, <laughs> you know, my thought is, you know, for Disney and, and what they're putting out here, you know, as Pastor KL said, you know, Mr. Rogers, we knew who he was, especially as we got older. You know, as kids, you don't know. You know, you don't you don't understand that dynamic. You don't know who LeVar Burton really is. You don't know who oh, a lot of these people really are when you're a child. You're just engaging in whatever it is that they have and they're presenting. You don't actually know that they are living these lives. Well, times have changed where 
there's just no behind the scenes anymore. You know, I was talking to Shantice the other day, and I said, you know, years ago, it wasn't about hiding. It was about privacy. My life did not have to be spilled all over the place. My sexual preference didn't have to be spilled all over the place because the fact of the matter is whether you're homosexual or heterosexual, there's only one thing that you're really focusing on, and that's who you're intimate with, a male, someone in, 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 of the same sex or someone of the opposite sex. That's really what this all boils down to, in all honesty. And back in the day, it really wasn't so much about the hiding, you know, I'm embarrassed or I'm ashamed. It was, it was a privacy thing. You know, I don't have to tell everybody that I'm interested in someone, you know, who, you know, who's on my side of the fence, who's in the same sex as I am. For some, there was a, 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 um, a shame and things like that because, you know, the family and the world wasn't as accepting of this behavior. It wasn't social behavior. But, again, there was a level of privacy and now it just doesn't seem to matter what's out here. And that's what Disney has now done. You know, I was watching something, I think it was a TBN, and the person said, I wonder what Walt Disney would say if he were alive and he saw how everything has shifted. And, you know, I don't know what Walt Disney would have said. You know, maybe someone who's closer to him would know, you know, what he would say. And maybe some of us, you know, would guess and we would be incorrect. But the fact of the matter is, it's no longer subliminal. They don't care what they show your children it's no longer family-friendly. It's no longer child-friendly. It's no longer child-proof. It's no longer designed to, you know, bring something wholesome. It didn't have a church or a not church. It didn't have this devil and, like Shanti said, this promotion of, you know, um, premarital sex or, you know, children having sex and children having babies and, and things like this. And, you know, they were talking about Toy, toy Story and another, I can't think of the other um, movie, where, you know, there were um, gay issues that were <laughs> brought up in the movie. You know, none of this stuff was shown because it wasn't thought of in a child's world. It just wasn't something we presented to children. Children's TV was children's TV. And what's happened with Walt Disney and the other networks and, you know, movie uh, people is the fact that it's just anything goes. We have made the decision to show your children whatever it is. We want to show your children, and it's up to you to decide 
whether you want your children exposed to this or not. And they say that, you know, people are boycotting. They say that people are writing. They say people are calling, you know. And if you don't like it, then call. And and I, for one, will definitely um, take part in that. Because enough is enough. Enough is enough. You know, we have to take responsibility for what what we put our children in front of. And unfortunately, you know, this Christian community has not put up the money to create our own um, media. And that, to me, has been the biggest, one of my biggest complaints. Where's our money? Where's our money going? Where? How come we don't have the Christian community? How come we don't have more movies? How come we don't have more, you know, children's TV? How come we don't have, you know, the things that we wouldn't, we could look at, and we don't have to worry about, you know, the homosexuals in the in the TV or all of the, you know, things that we don't want in our media. All the money that they're making, and we don't have anything that represents who we are. Nothing. Very, very, very little. And I think if we were to start pulling our dollars as people with money, then guess what? Things will begin to shift. But as long as we stay, you know, kind of sequestered to these are the things that we have and these are the things that we don't have, then we are going to have to have these battles because these are mega, mega, mega dollars that are going out, and that's why they dictate what we look at, what's put out here. So come on. Let's do what we can do, and let's make the difference. God's people, let's make the difference. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please, please, don't miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to spend more time with God and strengthen that relationship with him right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Wow Wednesday. Until then, I love you.